Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome to episode 25 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture film and music podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. (gasps) (sighs) You did it. My name is Dan Gorman, and here are some words that rhyme with Corey. Gory, (laughs) story, (laughs) allegory, Montessori. My name is Casey Lyons, and what's in the box? (laughs) I'm Greg, and I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, and she's a pepper too. That always makes me think of uh, Short Circuit. Wouldn't you like Wouldn't to be you like a pepper, to be too? A pepper mm. too? I spent my childhood saying that before I realized it was racist. <laughs> and then they locked you up. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was all I Why would ever say. Why does keep saying that? Uh, today we got Film Roulette Hero Swap. Uh, if you listened last week, you'll remember that we're recasting a movie at the end. Uh, we have 87 Throwback, our other new segment. Lots of stuff to get to. Mm. Uh, but first... Casey and I got to go see a movie before it came out. Yes, we yeah. did. That's one of the, one of the perks of being on a podcast. <laughs> thanks to Vice <laughs> one of, Canada. Yeah, thank you, Vice Canada, Vice for Canada. ruining my night. <laughs> yeah, in in like the best possible in the, way. In though. the best possible way, one mm-hmm. of the best movies I've seen in quite a while. Oh, a very oh very God. long time. We I went, can't wait to see this. We yeah. went and saw Killer Joe, uh, the new William Friedkin film. Uh, you'll remember him from The Exorcist and uh, French Connection. Uh-huh. To live and die in L.A. Uh huh. And everyone's favorite Jade. Oh <laughs> yeah, he did Jade. Jade. <laughs> uh, so he was Barf. instrumental in ruining David Caruso's career. For a while. Really, also, J- Jade's a shitty movie, but there's an awesome scene of a chick getting smoked by a minivan. Yeah, I do remember that. That's, That's literally right. the only thing. That I is remember the only thing. That, <laughs> that is on my checklist for every movie I ever watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was really disappointed this week that the campaign had no scenes of people getting hit by vans. <laughs> Uh, more on that later. But yeah, Killer Joe um, Matthew McC- stars Matthew McConaughey, Juno Temple, uh, Emile Hirsch, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, yeah. So fucking incredible cast. It's uh, it's based on a Pulitzer. A Pulitzer or Pulitzer? What do you guys say? Um, I think I say Pulitzer. Pulitzer? Yeah. What do you say? A bookie Award. <laughs> <laughs> One of them there book awards. Book award. Yeah. <laughs> nerd, you- nerd necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's better. They, yeah. they hang it around your neck, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I haven't won one. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> I haven't won one either, surprisingly. Oh. <laughs> when they start giving them out for podcasting, podcasting yeah. we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, it's based on a, a, a play, I believe, of the same name by, yes. uh, by Tracy, Tracy Letts, Letts. Uh, who also wrote the screenplay. Uh, good Lord, this thing is uh, uh, amazing. Yeah, it, it basically, Emil Hirsch and Thomas Hayden Church uh, get this idea that they're going to kill their mom for her inheritance. Um, not the most, uh, I mean, we've seen movies about that kind of a thing. And, and that's, that's one of the things about this movie is that the, the plot itself is fairly simple with yeah. a couple of really clever little twists. Yeah. Uh, but like clever, subtle little twists. Um, but it's just fucking amazing script. Like the, the script, uh, the, the, um, direction is fantastic. Like, yeah, I feel like he's, I feel like he like has returned to form yeah. with this. Cause I didn't like bug. Uh, I didn't. Oh, that. I didn't like that either. I did not like Bug. No. Also written by her. Oh, really? is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and based on one of her plays as well. I found well, that so frustrating. frustrating. I did not like it at it's all. A frustrating mm-hmm. movie. And so I went into this really. Like Michael Shannon's good in it though. Yeah. But whatever. Pretty good. Yeah. But oh my god, yeah. So fucking Killer Joe. I mean, it's NC seventeen, uh, and they're releasing it like that, which is awesome, uh, because it's fucking amazing, and you need to have that like gut punch impact of like the yeah. violence and the and the like sexually charged it's, like weirdness it's really funny when like i was reading uh, uh well maybe it's not really funny but uh it went when i went into it like hearing all these reviews saying super disturbing like graphic and crazy so i'm like wow there's gonna be a lot of like super over the top violence in this thing or whatever and there really isn't there a lot isn't, of no super like it's just it's, it's psychologically so disturbing yeah uh, and really really beautiful and poignant at times and uh well, yeah, it's like a story about family, right? And yeah. kind of like what you'll do with the, with, I don't know, like, and but, greed. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to give uh, give too much away. Yeah. I will say this. I'm not a huge Matthew McConaughey fan. He was excellent Incredible in this movie. movie. Probably his but best that I've seen it, yeah, in years. Easily his best performance that I've ever seen. Um, uh, Gina Gershon is amazing, but honestly, I think... That two performances for me stole this entire movie. Yeah, I know exactly and, who you're going to say too. Uh, Juno Temple yeah. uh, uh, as the daughter. She was uh, she blew me away. Yeah, she like her performance was so subtle and so beautiful, and and uh, uh, like we will see amazing things from this girl and uh, and Thomas Hayden Church, who's so uh, funny. It's so funny, like but at the same lot. time, it's like honestly, I was saying this uh, the other night. Um, <laughs> it's almost like he's playing Lowell. From Wings, <laughs> if anybody remembers Wings, but Lowell with this emotional depth, yeah, that because uh, um, he's so dumb, but like he kind of, you know, he like is defensive about it, but he kind of understands well, it. Well, he, yeah, he knows he's dumb, and it, he basically just spends this film trying to grasp, uh, trying to grasp the depth of what's going on, yeah. and and there's so much to his performance that you just see with his eyes, it's uh, uh it's mind blowing. Yeah, and I think I think. The last thing I'll say about it is I can't remember the the last time I, I saw a movie and when the lights came up like I looked over at who I was sitting with in this case it was Casey and like our jaws were like yeah. like I literally remember looking over and we were like <laughs> and you fell uh, in love uh, <laughs> <laughs> was, and we uh, like, we got married that yeah, night yeah. <laughs> so. breaking news the hell with the rules <laughs> we marry now yeah. Wednesday exclusive <laughs> 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 no but like we literally were just like I don't know how to react to mm. how good that movie was like Amazing. we were just literally like gobsmacked yeah. ab- ab- and, by and it. I was sick to my stomach the whole night like I, I, I was like okay well I'm gonna go have some whiskey now <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's amazing and go see it like go see yeah, this movie theaters now yeah yeah i'm gonna go check it out as soon as possible especially because they've released it at limited release i guess 
Fest and it's NC-17 and like mm-hmm. I think not people gonna need it. not going to be long in theaters. Yeah, I think yeah. people need to show that that um, that works this still. <laughs> What? Sorry, I don't mean to yeah, that, that <laughs> no, no, people, no. yeah, but you're right. That yeah. people want to like want to see movies that aren't just go and see a genuinely good movie, or you know, like dumbing down. Like this movie is an NC-17 movie, and I think people should go see it. You know, if mm-hmm. you're like adults want to see movies for adults, like people right. should go out and see movies like this. Uh, if I can, if like okay, so seriously, last thing I, I, I will say, I liken it because it's based on a stage play, so you know, it happens in a couple of locations you know like yeah. it's it's one of those things but like you know how glenn gary glenn ross the the film version the uh, james foley's version mm-hmm. is it uses those uh um sets perfectly yeah uh this is the same thing like where where it's just a tiny little world but because it's you know a real trailer park kind of world right. it's it's so perfect right and it just almost feels a little claustrophobic excellent yeah yeah, yeah i can't wait to see it. it definitely go see it yeah well, if you're in Toronto, it's playing at Scotiabank. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't get to go see a fancy movie before it came out. I, uh, <laughs> but I did watch on uh, Netflix the new Conan the Barbarian movie. Oh, oh yeah. You were I heard that was bad. It's Well, it's a frustrating movie because it's vi- it's violent enough. I yeah. thought they were going to hold back on that. Because they went hard R, right? They went hard, yeah. like really hard It's really violent. And uh, Jason Momoa is great. He would be a, He's a great Conan. Yeah. Because... Uh, Schwarzenegger's Conan's not really what Conan is. No. It's not, you know, the, the just crom and, you know, can barely talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Conan is crafty and sp- talks to people. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, Momoa, I, you know, he didn't do anything that was like Schwarzenegger. He did it his own way. And I, I, I've become a bigger fan. People know him best probably from, well, some people either one of those Stargate shows. Or he's recently been uh, on Game of Thrones. Okay. Which he's excellent on. And uh, he's a gigantic man. So he's good, and it's really violent. Problem is, is the direction is terrible, and the uh, score really is not good. <laughs> and like, because the original Conan had an awesome score. Me and Scotty Farmer were talking about that. How good the score was in the original. Had this one had a score like that, it might have been better. Yeah. Nah, so anyway, if you're bored, throw it on. There's a couple of good bloody scenes, and again, Momoa is good. But the first scene is taken right out of the comic where Conan is born on a battlefield, mm-hmm. and there's a battle going on. Ron Perlman's his dad. And there's a pregnant woman who's dying she's in the middle of a war. I don't know why she's sure. out. Like, she, I guess she was yeah. fighting. Well, that's how they did it back then. Right. It's a different time. Yeah. And she's lying there, and Ron Perlman runs over, and you know they're having their last moments. And she, but she's like very much with child. She's yeah. bursting. And she's like, I want to see my child before I die. So he cuts her open oh my God. and yanks out the most disturbing fake baby I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> this thing was horrible. And just hands it to her. She's like, Arr. and yeah. it has these creepy like animatronic claw hands. There. It's like, <laughs> why is it so pale? Yeah. Um, it was just really horrible. I just kind of put it on late at night and I was trying not to wake up Athena. I just like had some movie like, on. Oh. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this, this is so disgusting. Yeah. And it gets a while. I don't know. It's like a miracle of childbirth. I'm sorry. That's uh, that's nature. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I took away from the movie was horrible, horrible fake baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was the director's message. Yeah. That, that was actually horrible. the name of the film before it was yeah. a film. Uh, take two, scene thirty-two. <laughs> horrible fake baby. Horrible fake baby. And action. We you know, should. Conan was also born on a battlefield. Really? <laughs> We'd need a second act. <laughs> Oh, yeah. fuck. Oh, yeah. part felt tacked on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Sweet. 
Yeah, I guess uh, we'll get right into 87 Throwback. Yeah. Casey, Casey theme you got a theme song? song? Go. Oh, shit. One, uh, two, three, four. 87 Throwback, 87 <laughs> Throwback, Throwback, 87 times, you guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, someday we will have a real theme. Oh, is- I'm working on it. I'm, I had a I friend so. say that I'm, he was going to. I'm running out one. of gold such as that <laughs> one. <laughs> Can't keep throwing these out. No, that uh, might have been the best one yet. Mm. This week we're talking about uh, a movie and an album again. Uh, the movie is Surf Nazis Must Die, and the album is... Is Billy Bragg's Back to Basics? Yeah, uh, sim- similar themes on both. By the way, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> there was a there's a lot of songs about surf Nazis on this Billy Bragg album, which <laughs> too, was weird. Too many, I think. Mm-hmm. If I'm being you, honest, and a lot about? of themes of misguided youth in yeah. Surf Nazis in Must surf Die. Nazis must die. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, you got Back to Basics okay. up there right now. Back to Basics <laughs> is up on here uh, from '87. It's the uh, it's like three albums. Yeah, it's his yeah. first three EPs EP, yeah. released all at once, and it's kind of it was. Most people's introduction to him, I guess, it was sort of like a, I don't know, the, uh, the general public. No one saw me do that. This is a <laughs> no, podcast. I know. I'm just, la- I'm just laughing at your little bubble. Head right, bobbled his head left to right. In a thoughtful manner. Yeah, yeah. This, this was sort of the college radio, you know, the, the, the underground crowd kind of embracing him more and him become a bigger name. Yeah, yeah. Off of yeah. This, this one right. collects... The EPs um, weren't big sellers. Yeah, it collects Life's a Riot with Spy vs. Spy and Brewing Up with Billy Bragg, which yeah. are, I think... Brewing Up is a full length, right? I know Life's a Ride is only like seven songs, but Brewing Up takes from like track eight to 19 or yeah. something, or 18. And then there's a three song EP Between the Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And before. That, that song itself is fantastic. Oh, but yeah. I'm not so crazy about the last two songs. I, um, I'd never heard anything other than Life's a Ride with Spy vs. Spy. Like, mm. if I had that for a couple years now, and, and I fucking love it. Like that, like Milkman of Human Kindness, oh, New yeah. England, like those songs are like fucking amazing yeah yeah and like like oddly insightful for his age at the time yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, absolutely <clears throat> uh, like the the busy girls uh, busy girl buys beauty is uh, uh just such a such a well thought out uh, uh message mm-hmm. yeah uh for people who don't know billy bragg the or well this album anyway is very sparse it's just him in a in a guitar an electric yeah. guitar uh but there's elements of folk there's elements of punk there's yeah yeah it's really in, uh, got that sort of story song kinda. yeah it's it's very yeah and attitude at too yeah. it's very cool but uh i was talking to casey about it and uh in my 20s uh a, a you know sad drunk night yeah uh, uh, i'd listen to uh, a new england over and oh over again and just be like yeah this is gonna make me feel much better yeah. <laughs> and, and, but and that's and such a it's such a good song oh it's, oh, it's goddamn amazing so catchy he's yeah. such a great lyricist his 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 guitar playing on life's a riot um which again I, i'm most familiar with but I, I really liked hearing the other stuff but i still like life's a riot the most but uh his guitar playing on that one is so incredible i keep saying that word but like his rhythmically like it's just oh, him yeah. him and a guitar but it's not like a folky strumming thing it's like the no. way that he like attacks his guitar when he's playing it creates like the rhythm of the song in and, a weird and, way and yeah and and creates a, an entirely full song like like yeah. any other instrumentation in those songs would be way too much yeah uh and uh, yeah yeah for like kind of a similar thing to craig uh i, I really got into this album uh my gr- a girlfriend like this was like i was like 20 something like yeah. 21 maybe 22 uh broke up with a girl who, who who immediately started seeing this other guy but she and i sort of continued to see each other and uh the song, uh <laughs> <laughs> let's have some decorum here <laughs> uh, we we were making love <laughs> and, uh, 
no, and and the song "The Man in the Iron Mask" is is basically all about that, and and tells it in a, a painfully concise way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah, so that was my my repeat song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I I spent a lot of time very emotionally connected to this album. Oh yeah, it's an outstanding. Yeah, piece I of think work. especially you guys said like a, a New England is one of the ones that. It, we'll 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 pull anyone in that Absolutely. is not familiar yeah. with this music. Yeah. Like anyone can listen to that song and be like, "Fuck yeah!" Like and just relatable. Totally. I, I'm so surprised that more shitty pop punk bands haven't haven't covered. Yeah. This. Well, because uh, it's got like which the great brings me to my uh, my introduction to Billy Bragg, which was <laughs> a long time ago. The Groovy Ghoulies covered it. Uh, no way. They are not a shitty pop punk band. I love them, <laughs> uh, but they are a pop punk band. Right. Um. And and they covered it. And I was I always thought it was a good song, and I was like, oh, I should check out the original. And then I did. That was my introduction to huh. Billy Bragg. Huh. That's very interesting because I yeah I just hear it being like that whiny vocal. I don't want to die the world. Kind of <laughs> like I don't know if that's with the uh, silly ghosts or whatever. They're called. <laughs> I don't know if that's how they did it. The silly ghosts. My, I'm starting a band called the Silly, the ghosts, silly ghosts tonight. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, great song, great album. Yeah, I mean, thank you, nineteen eighty seven. If you don't know Billy Bragg, uh, if you've never heard heard his mm. stuff, this is mm. definitely like a good introduction because you get a, a a good chunk, you know, of his work. You get his first yeah, yeah. three albums, kind of like a cross and selection. For, for my taste, his uh, the only stuff I want to listen to. Like he did a lot of stuff later on with like Wilco and and uh, did did more sort of like traditional instrumentation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I felt his songwriting sort of lacked as a result. Yeah, yeah. This is what I prefer to. Yeah, yeah. Sweet, great. Nineteen eighty-seven album. Go out, pick it up, check it out. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Check it up. Check it, it up. And, uh, get up. Uh, so now, <laughs> now let's talk about a movie. Yeah, it's a Serve movie. Nazis Must Die. <laughs> this is a, a movie released by Troma in nineteen eighty-seven. Yep. This is a movie that is. I like that we're talking about it because, as we said with Prince of Darkness last week, we're looking for things that are iconic. Yeah, and by the movie box. I don't think there's yeah. anything less, <laughs> anything more iconic than a Nazi surfer on a surfboard <laughs> with a chainsaw with a hook for a hand and a machine gun in well, the other. Well, actually, yeah. technically, on the uh, uh, on the the picture itself, it's more of a metal claw. Uh, so uh, yeah, you're kind of led to believe, oh, he's going to have like a metal well, lobster. This is the claw. thing that I want. Yeah. This, this guy's part I, metal yeah. lobster. This is what yeah. I want to lead into because it's such a great cover, and he's like, there's a boat exploding in the background. Oh, yeah. He's like on top of a girl on half of a surfboard who's she's about screaming. to get cut in half by a chainsaw, which yeah. is the fin of the surfboard. Yeah, yeah. This is a classic trauma or just VHS yeah. thing where it's like, oh, this movie could not be terrible from this cover, totally. and you watch it, and, you're and like, the title, yeah, yeah. And, and then you watch and it, it sucks. All of the things on that on the the cover there, none of those things are in the none movie. Of them. Yeah. No, no. Well, no. The, the guy kind of has a hooky hand. He's got, yeah. yeah, he's got like kinda. a tinfoil hook hand, yeah, yeah. which is not a metal lobster claw. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw this when I was. I'm not. I'm not sure when. It was somewhere between age twelve and sixteen. That's I'm weird. Guess I saw it when I was in high school. Right. Um, and I thought it was neat because whatever it was weird and you know yeah. I, it was just a movie. Who gives a fuck if it's good or not? <laughs> and so I kind of, but over time because I like trauma movies and I just watched Sergeant Kabuki Man, which is a work of genius compared to this. Yeah, uh, I had really blown this movie up into something else in my head, and <laughs> it just, <laughs> just rewatching it, I'm like, well, this is. 
Boring. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deadly boring. Like, I, you texted me like this is the longest 80-minute movie ever. I know. <laughs> and it is wicked because long. It's, because this movie is, is sold to you uh, from, from the plot synopsis uh, as, as if it's a revenge film about totally. a woman who's, whose kid is killed ooh, by ooh, surf Nazis and which, she's going to revenge. Which technically it is that movie yeah. uh, about 50 minutes into the movie. <laughs> 50 and minutes? And for only about 15 of the movie. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like 65 minutes into it. That is it? Yeah. Like it's well, the last 15 yeah. minutes of the movie. I I yeah. thought it was really weird that they were like, you know, you're watching a movie and there's no there's protagonist. No protagonist. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I was like, what is happening? Like, the main character of this like movie is... a propaganda movie. Adolf. <laughs> and, and, then, and then, ooh, Mangala's there, yeah, too. Yeah. But he's crazy. Yeah, like... Yeah. like for a movie. And clearly gay. Like, they make a joke about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if that was supposed to be some sort it's of... It's weird. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, pseudo-offensive stuff in this movie. Yeah. And yeah. But not, I and not, not like, enough. No, honestly, but for, a for a trauma movie, trauma movie? No, it's not all that offensive. Because like I remember, it saw, like I, I, I swore I saw this in it, college. That, but that's why it's offensive because it's you, like in trauma movies they go so far, you know, it becomes like satirical sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give trauma too much credit, but like, but in this movie <laughs> it's just like once in a while the main character will say something kind of offensive and you're like, oh, is that like okay? And then they just move on. It's never like played as anything. It's just like it's almost more offensive. Yeah, but they just try and like play it off. It's weird. Very weird. My, they, my main yeah. disappointment with this movie was the fact that, like, I, like I remember seeing it in college, and, and or maybe it wasn't in college, maybe I was uh, younger, but I, I was like, did Netflix just cut all of the violence out of this movie, or... Well, it's the R-rated cut on Netflix. But still, but the, the, the This unrated. movie was not very... No, 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 there's not, there's, there's a, uh, like, a recent uh, edition that's come out that has, like, ten more minutes, but just of dialogue. Yeah. Oh, and, Jesus. but, yeah, uh, this was never one of Trauma's violent, no, like, no, as no. crazy releases as no, the other no. ones. No, no, um, yeah, you spend way too much time in this movie with the surf Nazis, which is a weird thing yeah, to yeah. say. Yeah, and a lot of just cutting to <laughs> surfing uh, shots. There's I so like that, much, though. Uh, well, yeah, a lot of cutting right. to and the some same And some of the music shots. was wicked. Yeah. yeah. Some really good music really going like, on. Really, like, um, synth 80s yeah. score. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, not good. No, yeah. I was really kind of bummed out. Like, yeah. oh, I'm surf Nazis. You could make a movie about surf Nazis if... I just I feel like you shouldn't spend that much time following the surf Nazis around. You should yeah. follow the people that are affected by their yeah, being yeah, on yeah. the beach. But what I didn't even really understand. Now I started to zone out after a bit. But well, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish. I no, remember I don't he know. gathers all the other surf gangs and he holds up a bag of sand and he's like. We're sand. Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're not, not making, using it right. We're not making yeah. the most of this. Oh, I think you. Yeah, you put and, it in a bag. That's probably not right. And then every, uh, everybody was like, "Yeah, like everybody was that I guess on board at that yeah, point, yeah. or it, thought you're crazy." Right. It kind yeah. of like There's is it like a warrior's like a thing where he's warrior trying to pull where, yeah, all the yeah, gangs yeah, together? But for what? For no yeah, reason. Yeah, but like you for, know, for just to steal that old lady's purse. Yeah. And why are all those old ladies on the beach? I know. There's a bunch behind her too. Yeah. Like a like a rainy day old ladies on the beach that's so sad yeah <laughs> yeah and then and then 10 minutes before the movie ends it be, it finally becomes the movie that it promised you but you're like well this is way yeah, too yeah. late for i you. just yeah, don't care yeah. And, yeah. And, and and not effective the only great thing about it was the very last line uh which was uh gail neely i don't remember what her name was uh uh, in the movie, uh-huh. uh, just before she blows, spoiler alert: Adolf gets killed. Yeah. Uh, just just before she shoots him in the mouth, she goes, "Taste some of Mama's home cooking." Yeah, I'm like, well, exactly. Okay, 
And I'm sure this is the kind of movie that was like the trailer for it appeared on, on like all of Trauma's VHS. Oh, I'm sure, sure. They cut it into a great looking movie with mm, that line yeah, and like a couple absolutely. running around blowing up scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're probably like, how is this going to be bad? Yeah. But, and, and also, sorry, I don't want to belabor this too much because it's a shitty film, but like when Mangala dies, because uh, she gets a grenade and she yeah, blows yeah, up yeah. their fortress kind of thing. He kind of staggers out, and then I think his ear falls off, <laughs> and then he dies. Well, like, well it, what it, a grenade lands beside his face while he's sleeping, and it uh-huh. blows up. No, he, he lands behind Hook guys. The Hook oh, guy, yeah, okay. face. Because I thought that was who, I thought a grenade landed beside someone's face, and then they just stumbled out, going like, "My eyes." <laughs> like, what? That grenade would have blown you up. Yeah. No, no, the guy with the eyes that was acid uh, got in the acid face. in his face, yeah, which yeah. apparently only hit him directly in the, in the eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I can't recommend. Like, I mean, I saw this in high school when I was like in full trauma, like yeah. fanatic. And even then, I remember just being like, "This is a boring movie." Yeah, I do right. not. And then, so when you got when we picked it, I was kind of like, "I got to sit through this again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like hungover watching it on Sunday, just like, yep. uh. Well, hopefully, our next 1987 movie will be. Uh, no, I, but better. I, I like oh. talking about shitty movies. It's true. Too. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. you know what? I've got. I have one in mind. Uh, I have. I only have it on VHS. I don't think it's ever been put on DVD. Uh, are we waiting to surprise people, or are we just going to tell them? No, if you want to pick it, let's pick it. Well, I, uh, K- I've sent the trailer to Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, th- now there's a little bit of conflict as to whether or not this came out in 87 or not. We're uh, going with the box. We're going with the box. My VHS box says 1987 on it. Okay. Uh, and I don't think this had a theatrical run. Uh, the movie is uh, Never Too Young to Die yes. with John Stamos, Gene Simmons, and Vanity. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, I've but it, it is insane. I've seen <laughs> I will never see it here. Yeah, yeah. At okay. Okay. Well, I have the one VHS copy. We'll figure something out, but yeah, we'll uh, find a yeah, that, that's what we'll watch for it. next week. If anyone at home can find a copy and watch it, uh, wants to watch it uh, with us, it's something special. It is fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into. It. I'll, I'll wait for next week. Yeah, yeah we'll figure <laughs> out. We'll let's, let's look just, up the trailer on yeah. YouTube. Suffice to say, it's the part Gene Simmons was born to play. Yeah. Oh, man. All, All right. right. <clears throat> and we'll have an album. Yeah, we'll another album. Some. Another record. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get straight into Film Roulette. Okay. All right, Film Roulette is the weekly segment uh, that you have all heard about from me saying that we have a segment at the top with a die roll. <laughs> I'm you sure you remember this segment from, from other segments of, of podcasts <laughs> as today's podcast uh, 25 minutes ago. Um, we Every week we roll the die and two of us go see something that we hope is good and one of us goes, see, goes and sees something that looks terrible. Uh, and the person that has to go see the terrible movie gets to give the winners a album as punishment. Mm. And that's the name of the game. This week, uh, Greg and I went and saw the campaign. Casey went and saw Hope Springs. And Casey and Greg had to listen to Fun on Stage with Elvis. Yeah. So first, we'll talk about the campaign. Okay. Greg just got out of it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Zach Galifianakis, Will Ferrell, political comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, directed by Jay Roach. I don't know. Uh, he's made some shit, but yep. he's also made some pretty funny movies. <coughs> I I didn't mind this. Yeah, I it don't was, know. I thought I, it was shitty, and I don't ever want to watch it again, and I'll forget about it in two hours. I um, 
I don't know. know. I, think I didn't laugh at my. I kind of guffawed at, maybe. I laughed. <laughs> quite, I laughed. Uh, <clears throat> I had lots of solid laughs straight through. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I won't Not say that this is the greatest movie ever, but I think um, I laughed enough to, to give it a recommendation. Really? Yeah. I can't totally. do that. I feel like this is another uh, forgettable movie in the now kind of irritating career of Will Ferrell. Yeah. You know, I'm waiting for Anchorman 2 because it's I'm basically been I'm since like Anchorman, Anchorman 1 2. since I've really liked a Will Ferrell movie because, yeah. I mean, there's a mess of them in the middle and I just don't care about any of them. They're so forgettable. And this is basically him doing his George Bush impression. He does kind of creep into it a little. Yeah, a little bit. And Gal- Galifianakis is doing his, what's his brother's character in Seth? Uh, Seth? Yeah, Seth yeah. a little. Basically thing. doing that. <clears throat> Um, John Lithgow is in it weirdly. Hey, all right. And Dan Aykroyd pops up. Yeah, he does. Dan Aykroyd does nothing. Which is weird. Dan Aykroyd and Lithgow are kind of doing um, uh, the two characters from uh, uh, Trading Places. A little bit. Sort of like a weird, weird old brothers. You know, dabbling with people's lives. But I just, I don't know. I didn't find anything all that funny. I thought the, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but politicians are shady. Yeah. What? I don't think what? that, I don't think this, that they, this can't uh, be true. I liked that they didn't, uh, I liked that they, they didn't try and make it like super, I don't know. Like I thought it, like for a movie that's a political quote unquote comedy, I like yeah. that. It, I mean, I, I don't think this movie pretends to know anything about politics. No, it no, no. pretend to be like a satire. It's right. just like. Here's some wacky characters that yeah. just happen to be politicians. But they weren't right. wacky enough. And it was I liked just, it. I don't know. It felt like a really long sketch. Uh, like, you know, but you, you know when the, the opening sketch in Saturday Night Live, which it is almost always political? Yeah. You know when it's about politicians who don't know? Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, all right, get to the thing. And yeah, it was like right. an hour and a half of that. Right. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I laughed I didn't really throughout. like it. I, I didn't find it funny. I don't know. Yeah. I, fair enough. I mean, I've heard There's a couple of moments that. here. And I, there. I don't know. I, I found myself laughing throughout. Um, I would say... I mean, I wouldn't say run out and see it in theaters because mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just I, I liked it. I wanted yeah, to say. Yeah, I'm certain I won't see it in the theater, but I'll, I'll watch it when. Did it comes you not on like the Netflix. other guys? I did like the other. Okay, because that's what because when you said I haven't liked anything of his since that, yeah oh, whatever the movie yeah. yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought you meant the other guys in, like, there were some other No, no, no. You did not like the other guys? There's other guys in the movie. You want to elaborate on yeah. that? Well, well the other guys I did, I really enjoyed. I thought that was the one, like, uh, like remember when Bowfinger came out and you're like, hey, Steve Martin, did yeah. Murphy funny again, and then never again after that? Yeah. yeah. It's like that. I thought, uh, I, I thought, um, what's, um, fuck, was, it was Clive Owen, right? Huh? Dylan McDermott? No. Dylan McDermott. Oh, yeah, Dylan McDermott. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what he was doing in the movie. I thought he was hilarious. Did you? Yeah. He just wore he a keeps, black, black jacket. Yeah, and he keeps popping up. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, when they cut him into that scene where they, where they were having like a real serious talk. And, and he's eating cereal, cereal behind them. That was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. It was all right. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I, uh, know. I went, we, I went uh, with with our friend Bruce, amused. and we, we seemed to, we laughed. I don't know. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, yep. when it comes out, rent it, Netflix it. Nope. It's worth a laugh, sure. for me, in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, I've seen worse. It's not like I, I hated yeah. it or something. I just, I'm not, you know, I, I, yeah. I can't recommend it. You can't, yeah, exactly. That's it comes fair. on TV and you have nothing to do. Go ahead yeah. and watch it. That's what I'll do. <laughs> now, uh, conversely, yes. uh, Hope Springs was hilarious. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's... Uh, Meryl so, yeah. Streep, uh, Tommy Meryl Lee Street, Jones. Tommy Lee Jones do not... Want to have sex with each other? Mm. Uh, uh, no, that's not true. Meryl Streep wants to have sex with Tommy Lee Jones, but he's too busy watching watching golf and playing with his giant earlobes. Uh, <laughs> they are enormous. They're they're distractingly big. Uh, so uh, so also starring Steve Carell. Uh, also starring Steve Carell, mm. uh, who 
anyway, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it starts out. So Meryl Streep uh, wants to have sex with Tommy Lee Jones, but he's like, uh, and then <laughs> so weird. they go, uh, <laughs> they go to this couples counseling thing, uh, much against his wishes and and, and w- wishes <laughs> against his wishes and uh, uh, and <laughs> wishes, yeah. Uh, and then and then they uh, their relationship. I don't want to say too much about it, but the relationship becomes uh, strengthened by Steve Carell. Um, this movie is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually I act- really... I know, I, and I read that. It's really sweet and really heartwarming. And um, at, at one point, it becomes a tad formulaic, but this is a movie for your parents to go see yeah. to remember why they don't have sex anymore and that maybe they should. Uh, but it's it's really well told. It's not pandering. There's no, like... Sassy girlfriends or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's a straight up well told story. Well told. It's a well told <laughs> story about <laughs> old people's wishes. Uh, but no, it's I'm, it's really sweet and it's really great. And the performances are outstanding. Steve yeah. Carell sits in a chair and says smug things. <laughs> that's his entire role. So he's but he's fine. You know he's Steve Carell. He's not funny or likable. Yeah. Well, he's not not likable. But yeah. but Tommy Lee Jones and Meryl Streep are so amazing in this movie they play it uh like they've been through it and understand the nuances of it and uh, uh and yeah at the end i walked away going like you know what that was that was really really heartwarming and sweet without uh making me want to barf nope. yeah and i thought that that might happen because after we uh after we assigned it just because we thought it looked hilarious like yeah, yeah. to make you go see a movie about like a problem that you like you know like about old people not you know relationships and then I saw a bunch of reviews roll out. They were like, oh, finally, people are making movies for adults. Like, yeah, adult yeah. Pander. And I was like, oh, great. Like, we've given him a movie that's probably not going to be that bad. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it was It was like, uh, uh, I never would have seen this movie otherwise. So yeah. the fact that I... I'm breaking the, the table. What the fuck is wrong with Greg, Greg, Greg is not listening and just <laughs> ripping a table apart. <laughs> Greg's tearing a table apart with his bare hands yeah. right now. <laughs> for so no reason. He may not say anything for the next ten minutes. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, came uh, right off. Uh, it was, yeah. After you <laughs> dug after your hand on it for under the veneer. Five minutes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, go see go see this movie. Well, don't no, don't go see it. Like, yeah. no. uh, you know, but, if it but, happens to be on, you'll yeah. be you'll be entertained. And I, uh, you know, this is the kind of movie that when I go home to visit my parents or something, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like this would be one that I'd be like, okay, you know what? I heard Casey's this was good. They'll want to watch something kind of like this, you know, like mm-hmm. easy, f- fun, but like you know, dramatic. And I f- I feel like this is the kind of pick that you can say, okay, I'm not gonna want to kill myself when I watch this. You know, it's actually made. I kind of feel like if I had to watch this movie with my parents, I would want to. <laughs> Myself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yet at the same time, I, I had I'm, myself. I just keep turning to your parents I'm and seen, winking at yeah. them during the movie. <laughs> That's uh, 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 what are you guys gonna do after? Uh, <laughs> I can pause the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually, I found myself having that thought. Like, man, I hope my parents see this movie because, like, it's it's a movie that you think old people will will sit together and watch, and like, yeah, and and they will. They'll they'll be all like, oh, well, that was very sweet, and maybe they'll learn a little bit, a, a little something, and then maybe yeah. they'll just. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the end goal? I think mm-hmm. that's what, what you want. <laughs> so that's all I'll say about it. All but, right, uh, yeah. There you go. Well, you know what? I, I don't know. I, it's always uh, it's Put always fun. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Think stop wrecking the tables. Yeah. Leave me alone. You fucker. <laughs> Um, anyway, I was gonna say it's just it's always nice when when we get like a, a week like this where maybe the thing that we kind of pick thinking uh, that uh, only ho- happens to Casey though. Hopefully, I know Madagascar Ho- three turned out to be good. Yeah, um, maybe I'm just less of a dick because you, you know Rock of Ages wasn't good. That no. didn't turn out to be good. I feel like yeah, I can't remember. I've I've had some where I've said I can't shit on this. Like I didn't enjoy it, but I you know yeah. But I I, had I recall you like, enjoyed I Mirror Mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Mirror Mirror was not that good. <laughs> I think I gave a quite middling review to that. Yeah. Mm. Well, all right. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, see both those movies on video. Yep. I yep. guess is the thing. So now you guys had to listen to "Having Fun on Stage with Elvis." Yeah. From me, which is a uh, an album for some reason with no songs by Elvis. They just decided no. to put a bunch of him talking on stage. Is this from the? Is this all excerpts from the '68 comeback special? Is I that what it is? No idea. I feel it came like out it in is '74. I th- I think it is then because yeah. that was like that's actually wicked. Yeah, uh, Elvis fan or no, that's what made me an Elvis fan was the '68 comeback special. It's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, his voice is amazing. Oh, the, yeah. the songs are really great. But he does uh, chat with, with the that, audience a lot. Yeah, and and in the '68 comeback special, I, yeah. I felt like I could have done without the banter. Yeah, so. I didn't so. listen to a word of this album. Uh, uh, usually I, I like to give a listen to. <laughs> Put it down now. Jesus Christ, Greg. <laughs> uh, for, the, for the listener, Greg is still ripping the table apart, and but I almost lost are, an yeah, eye. But now shards are flying at us. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, usually I'll give a, give a listen or two to the punishment album just because I, I'm morbidly sure. curious. But this oh, week, yeah, I just didn't to happen that. to make it. Mm-hmm. So... What kind of shit does he talk about? Nothing. 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 He doesn't talk about anything. There's a, he there's barely a, talks. There's he like a minute and a half of him going, Well, 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 well. What? Well. Yeah. Yeah. And so literally. What? Talking to him off stage? Yeah. What yeah. is that? And you hear him like, it's, <laughs> it's all visual stuff. Put that yeah, down. there's a thing where he's giving people birthday presents Yeah, yeah. It's like, your birthday. Oh, happy birthday. What do you want? A scarf? And, you, and these <laughs> women like are dicks about it. They're <laughs> like, give me a scarf. And one comes in like, like, it's my birthday. Give me a scarf. Yeah. She literally <laughs> like, give me a scarf. And he's like. All right, I gotta go get a scar. I want the blue one. <laughs> I get you fucking scar. And then he and then he mumbles for fifteen minutes, and then he goes, "Hey, you want to hear love me dinner? I gotta play love me dinner." Uh, but first, and then he tells Memphis. me, I go to the Memphis how about Memphis. Memphis and I do a hay rides, and then he'll go to the sort of hay rides and he gets to sort of county fair. You want to hear love me tender? But first, girl, sort of bear hold together. I'll kill snow, but I'll. Uh, that <laughs> was track two. It's like you know when you uh, when you have a phone message, you check your messages, yeah. and somebody has pocket dialed you, yeah, yeah. and but leaves a long message, and you listen to it anyway because like, exactly maybe they're going to say something about like. me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe going to say something. It's that. It's like later. I kind of. I'm waiting for Elvis to say something about me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, uh, man. Yeah, this, um, <laughs> apparently, the, the, I like on the Wikipedia, it says that the material was spliced in a manner that has been described as lacking continuity <laughs> and nearly devoid of comprehensibility, <laughs> let alone humor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's I like don't this, know what I listened to. Like, no, it's like this is supposed to showcase his, his, his personality. Sure, sure. Or if, he, if, or if he was telling just stories about, like, how the songs were written yeah. or something, I could understand. But it's like him teasing songs that he never sings. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, oh, that was like Mr. Ed. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Wilbur. It really looked like I was talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just put peanut butter in Casey's mouth before we start the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Casey had mentioned that he he got a version of it that had a lot more. Like it was more than an album's worth. Yeah, it was like and four volumes of uh, four volumes of, of Did you forty minutes to it all? each. No, <laughs> uh, no, like I no. listened to two of them. From what I've read, yeah. was mine was thirty-seven minutes. minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Mine oh, was only thirty-seven minutes. Yours was volume one. Mm. There yeah. are four volumes. I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, um, Elvis fans since the late nineteen nineties have put together like several sequel discs that are just more but of it. why? I don't know. For who? They're, I don't know. They're crazy what a Elvis bunch of fans. fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. These people are, are out of Christ. their minds. But you heard the, the audience. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah. This, this was back when the when you know like like I, I think most of his fans were just sexually repressed women who like if they, that scarf was like the only thing they had the yeah. only thing they could possibly want for and and they had to get it so like it's these rabid women uh, I, I don't I don't want to say it was only women but that's all you heard in the audience right and then him just like like clearly drunk like <laughs> uh, like or drunk or on some sort of cocktail of drugs yeah yeah well I'm uh. I'm super glad that you guys had to listen to yeah, that. It, it was, was so funny pick. It was interesting. Yeah, I'll it was, say that. It's kind of fascinating, but yeah. I, mean, I never want to hear it again. I can't wait to get rid of it. No, I'm not. Holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah. That again. So, Jesus Christ. So now. I'm never going to be in the mood cleaning my house. You yeah. know what I want to hear? I want to hear well, some mumbling. Well, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, here's well. the song extract. <laughs> yeah, well, well. Memphis. He loves to say Memphis. Memphis. Like uh, it's like it's a punchline though. I <laughs> over and over. Uh, well, when I was working back, you know, before I went to the war, and I was still living in Memphis. <laughs> I thought uh, now and I, he like chuckles to himself. <laughs> <laughs> now I thought he grew up in Memphis, but it turns out he grew up in Memphis. And then he like teases the audience. I'm from Memphis, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> You don't believe that? I'm from Memphis, uh, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. Yeah. He is the clown prince of stupidity. <laughs> that's a thing on so it. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that, that's what was funny back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Lying about where Lying Memphis, about yes. what Memphis you're, which Memphis you're from, was the height of comedy. That's what. That's why this thing. That's why this thing charted on the Billboard. People heard about all these Memphis jokes he made on the fucking album. Oh my god. He okay. said Memphis was in where? Yeah, yeah. I know for there. a fact that is not where he's from. <laughs> that's true. And I find that funny. <laughs> Um, okay, so we um, have to listen to something because Casey saw Hope Springs. Yeah, which which fucking you so you should give us a good album. Uh, you would think so, um, uh, but what like normally we've been we've been doing a lot of throwback stuff lately. Yeah, nobody's um, touched on like 
currents, yeah. And there's yeah, some, current there's stuff. some fucked and, up shit that's come out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, there, there, there are some bands who are making a bit of a comeback. Oh, no. Um, uh, bands <laughs> that, I, I believe, what, around like the late 90s to early 2000s? Oh, son of a out. bitch, I know what you're going to do. I, <laughs> I almost did this to protect myself from this very thing. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a band that uh, that I don't think is done yet, to be honest. Uh, uh, I fucking hate you, too, I, I feel they're I in a new... exactly what he's yeah. going to give us. Uh, in a new phase of their career, this is probably going to be a much more mature album. <laughs> um, this is uh, by a band called Yellow Card. No. Uh, uh, the al- album is called Southern Air. I remember when they came out uh, just just being so aggravated oh, that this thing existed. Uh, me- mediocre radio rock mixed <laughs> with pop punk plus a violin. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, which is a recipe for... How many... They had a couple of hits, they did they not? They had a couple of hits, yeah. Yeah. I um, feel like I, I heard some of this back in the day because uh, our, our, our friend Gavin was dating a girl who really liked them. I feel like he saw them live, even. Yeah, I kind of... I, I remember him telling a story. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, fuck yeah. you. Well, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And, and, yeah. and honestly, I, I don't expect this to be anything but but bland and and unfortunate but i i, I want that is sometimes the most painful it's the worst uh, well yeah. i just want to hear mainly i want to hear how this uh uh how this how they've matured as a band oh. that's what i want is you to report really? back <laughs> yes i want you to report yeah. back uh-huh. well, trust me well, they- i I originally had something else in mind but then i found out that it doesn't come out until the end of the month so uh, so i have to hold on uh-huh. so uh all right, I'm going to look for things well. coming out at the end of the month and find a way to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, um, uh, yellow card fucking suck. I don't want to listen to this, no. so uh, I'm not happy about it. But now it comes the time to roll. roll. Uh, we are rolling this week for The Expendables 2. Yep. We haven't really discussed this, but I just assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm assuming The Odd Life of Timothy Green. Yes. So, so we're rolling no, no. a movie. I don't think that, that's it. what it's called. I, you know, I, this is enough, <laughs> This is not. I won't say that this is a week where I, where I think the bad movie might be good, but I do think there is an element of the Expendables two might. I don't know. Like it could be shitty. We, you never know. Uh-huh. Um, I think no matter how they've sh- already started talking about three yes. and casting for it. Yeah. Apparently they they apparently they've gotten a verbal agreement to lock up Nick Cage for it. Yeah. Ah, oh, sweet. Uh, they had some other people they were saying that. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Cool. Clint Eastwood. They're yeah. talking to. Um, I that would doubt be awesome. Clint Eastwood's going to get involved. Somebody else. Some other big name. I don't remember who off the top of my head. But uh, whatever. I, the, the studio is very excited about this. Yeah. So. I think this one looks better than the first. one. I think it does too. I think it's going to be more of what I wanted from the first one which yeah. is just fucking crazy action. Yeah. I really liked the first one. I, I, did. I did, too. I, really I thought the it. first one was, by the t- I took me a while to see it, and by the time I saw it, I was very disappointed. Yeah. I thought you could really tell that it was an R-rated, fi- uh, PG-13 rated movie that they like bumped up to an R later yeah. with CGI gore, and that fucking pissed me off. But I wanted it to be a shitty action film, and yeah, that's yeah, exactly totally. what but it I was. Felt like yeah, it we was went and saw it in theater and uh, just laughed our asses off. Yeah. It was yeah. great. I don't even know what I, the movie's about. Yeah. No, no. Not, like I probably clue. would have liked I the remember, plot to uh, Expendables. Uh, yeah. uh, Dexter, Dexter's boss uh, <laughs> had a castle. Oh, right, right. Uh, and then and, uh, uh, and he hangs out with with uh, Eric Roberts. Yeah, of course. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, has a cat or something? Does he probably? Uh, have a cat, maybe yeah. I'm thinking of Doctor Claw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of Inspector Gadget. Virtually. I hope I'm he pops up in number two. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's in there. And yeah, Odd Life of Timothy Green, aka We Grew a Boy in Our Backyard, because <laughs> I've been referring to it in text occasionally, uh, which makes me laugh every time. <laughs> aka The Boy Garden. <laughs> Um, this looks ridiculous, uh, and I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So, 
I'm going to roll. All right. Three. It's a three. I'm going to roll. Five. I got a five. five. I got a nice solid five. Fuck, it looks like I'm going. Ah! So, oh, fucking fuck. sweet. He's on a. He's like the first chunk of the show. I lost everything. Yeah. Gorman, Gorman's on it now. Um, yeah, man, well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm on a weird sporadic kick where it's like you know. It, I feel like that. I don't know. I don't. I was. It's, I, been, it's I was, been a lot lately. It's been like one. He's been like one or two, and then a win, and then two or th- win. You know, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's a lot. I'm not going back and forth, and I'm not staying. I'm just like. Yeah. If anybody wants to go back and listen to every episode and compile what the stats are, yeah, uh, just email them to us <laughs> yeah. or tweet at us because we have the rabid fan base that would do <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I want to do with my time. I. Uh, <laughs> we have a large contingent in Brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> because they hear our the accent we do for every. Everybody. It doesn't matter like, who. Hey, I identified that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Ron Palillo died. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. so glad I didn't have to see that movie. I was, I got when I saw the trailer for that the first time, I started getting scared. Like, I don't want to see this. Like, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. oh, oh, and Expendables. I'm very excited. About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing yeah. Expendables, yeah, is you see, only the, the, slightly the, better than not having to see the, Boy Garden. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, am I the only one who's super excited for the Expendables? No, I totally am. I just, am. I'm so stoked it, that I don't like, have to see this fucking. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. To see, see the Expendables too because I didn't really like the first yeah, one yeah. because I thought they had a clear path to improvement. Like, okay, we're gonna kick up the violence and action, right? And like whatever. And I, I, I think that they probably have improved upon it, but I probably won't ever see it because when I go and we, I was talking well, to Casey one. when I when we lose. I always don't end up seeing the winner. Often yeah, enough. I still haven't seen Prometheus. I still haven't seen Batman. Because next week I'll have something new to see. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. So I, I'm I'm hoping I'll get out to see this. See one. that Batman movie, buddy. It's pretty yeah. good. Casey yep. still hasn't seen Batman. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on, come on, come on, on. I'm sorry, you guys. I had to go see the Hope Springs <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that boner wasn't going to just go away on its own. No, <laughs> trust me, I had to take care of that business. <laughs> No. All right, well, let's get into Hero Swap. Cage match. Cage match. Cage match. <laughs> yeah, wh- why, don't, why don't you guys take this one? All right, well, Hero Swap, Cage Match. Where's the dice? I got it. Give me the dice. No, you don't. It's over here. Yeah. Hero Swap, Cage Match is our weekly segment where we pit two action characters against each other in a fight to the death. The scenarios will either be a jungle, the Thunderdome, or a UFC ring. Uh, the winner moves on to the next round, where we will uh, they will fight again until we have one character left. These are based on our rules and our characters that we like. Yeah, <laughs> but we started with sixty-four. It's based on the NCAA March Madness playoff tree, and we will eventually have one. Yeah, and uh, we've got a we've got a good match today. No, I don't know. We have a good. Stuff amount of stuff to talk about here today. Our match today is Wesley from uh, The Princess Bride. Yeah, played by Carrie Always, um, and he's going up against Timothy Dalton's Bond. Yes. Oh yeah, and I forgot. I forgot to watch Timothy. I watched. <laughs> I watched uh, The Living Daylights. Okay. Uh, a couple days ago. That was the one that I watched the trailer for, where he yeah, yeah, yeah. jumps off the <clears throat> car and lands on right. a boat. Yep, that that's awesome. in the first scene. Yeah, um, yeah it's I, I really hated this movie when it came out. I fucking couldn't stand Timothy Dalton as Bond, but I haven't seen him as Bond since yeah. like 89 or whatever where his last one was. And I thought, well, maybe, because I was really partial to Roger Moore. I was young, and I wasn't used to 
actors changing yeah or characters so changing like, actors maybe i'll find maybe a way yeah to... i was uh, too harsh on it but nope this is a shitty fucking movie yeah, he is it? a terrible terrible bond <laughs> when he does like the playful like sexuality of it comes across more creepy and yeah, like, yeah, he like looks douchey a bit than like, uh, anything else you know? he looks like a creepy fellow yeah and he doesn't uh, you know we'll get into it but uh yeah, yeah. I, I was saying not he kind a of good looked movie. like a goof like he looked like too much like Rowan Atkinson or something. To yeah, be yeah. Like a it's, bond, uh, you know? it's, yeah, it's like a parody with no jokes. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna roll to see where where they're gonna be facing each other. Uh, uh, let's see what happens here. I got a three, which means we are in the jungle. So welcome. We, we have yeah, welcome we haven't done the jungle guys. with the new role hey. stipulations. So well, the no, jungle means that if a character has a signature weapon. They have it with them. It's so a golden gun. So uh, no, that's Connery. Okay, he's yeah, just got yeah. like he's got. Okay, he has he has a gun, just like a you know standard issue, and he has a watch where if he whistles certain songs at it, it either make, gives you gas gas that knocks you out for literally. Four to seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a whistle. A he's got a whistle. Yeah, I can't remember what he has to start whistling, but uh, yeah. It that does not sound useful at all. No. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's, like, he it uses sounds it. delightfully whimsical. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, well, Wesley's sword, right? That's, yeah. There's nothing else. Yeah. Going. Okay. And then, so this gives them the opportunity then to uh, have strategy in their jungle warfare. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's, I, that's where we are. Then. I feel like this this fight is going to have some delightful uh, barb and barbing and banter. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of quips. I think it's going to feel like uh, like two people who really want to be more clever than they are. Yeah, like I feel like <laughs> yeah. like, like Wesley is just going to be a little bit better written than yeah, yeah. <laughs> than Barb. Well, he comes from a much better movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, Wesley uh, Wesley's actually a pretty solid. Uh, adversary. Yeah, he, you know, he's uh, he can outthink, he can outsword fight, he and can, he's he's and tough he, as fuck. Too. Yeah, he like, handles Andre the Giant. Yeah, um, and he's an excellent uh, strategist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he came back from the dead. Uh, yeah, That's yeah, true. he did come back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, uh, and no. he's the Dread Pirate Roberts, the yeah. man in black. He's you know he's a and he survives the uh, uh, what's it called the uh, the forest the. Uh, with the with the rodents of unusual size. Uh, and, oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, oh yeah, he's in. Um, what's that? What's? I can't think of it either. Yeah, that sucks. We suck. <laughs> God damn it. Nerd cards. Oh, well, you know what? You know what he can do. Uh, if if he needs to, he can saw his own leg off. Uh huh. <laughs> 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 or he can be a very poor father to Tia Leone's child. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Which is really good to show Bond. <laughs> oh, he's mistreating that kid. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I have a feeling though that uh, that they're both good strategists. I mean, Bond is Bond, right? Whether yeah, it's yeah. But this is yeah, again, no. But this is but we you know he, it is based on this Bond, this particular which, which, Bond. The, yeah, whatever Bond his yeah. thing what he is. Does in those movies. now, what right. he does in this terrible Bond movie is mostly just kind of run away from things. Like there's all he drives a lot of stuff. Right. He doesn't. The only like hand-to-hand combat he gets into is when he uses his little whistle watch to uh-huh. stun a guy that, like, literally... So... The guy is like... Bleh, bleh, inconvenient! Yeah. <laughs> so, so he and, whistles But the it. guy is, like, this short, fat guy who nearly just schools Bond. Like, I mean, like, it's... Uh, without the chick there to help him out... Um, uh, what's her name? Something Dabo. She's related to... Uh, uh, Olivia or Miriam? Miriam. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
did you just have? Did you? Just I'm sorry have, to like, bring her up. I know it's a- because of how right you were. <laughs> yeah. Casey like was was instantly right and then like grabbed his chest in pain. <laughs> Did you ever just get like you, you get like just like a little stitch or something like that? And <laughs> yeah, I just sure, got sure. One of those where it's just incon or conveniently done. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, he almost gets his ass kicked by this like clearly out of shape dude. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the only other fights hanging off the back of a. Uh, oh, this was funny. Like it's such a sexist movie. He's hanging off the back of an airplane fighting a guy. Um, one of the guys from Die Hard, one of the uh, one of the uh, Rickman's dudes, and um, she's flying the plane. Now she demonstrates while she's flying the plane that she knows how to steer it and make it go up and make it go down. And she can't see the fight because it's happening on the back of a plane. And right. so he, you know, he cuts the uh, he cuts the laces of his boot, and the, which the bad guy's hanging onto the boot. He cuts the laces, so the guy, whoa, yeah. he falls, and then he I comes back into the cockpit, cockpit. And she's like, "What happened to him?" And he goes, "He got the boot." Which is like Ugh. not not <laughs> clever at right. all. But now she's just been flying the plane the whole time. Then he walks in, and says that line, is like, "Holy crap!" Because she is flying the plane into a mountain. <laughs> and as soon as he's there, she she just throws her hands in the air and goes, "Ah!" <laughs> I'm like, she's been flying a plane for like 15 minutes. Yeah. But as soon as the man's there, she's, I don't know how to think. <laughs> and like, I've been flying towards this mountain, and he has to save them. Like, she doesn't know how to pull up and right. make it go up over a mountain. It right. just I was like, fucking come on. <laughs> so that's his big fight he, he's good at he whistles at watches and <laughs> so, I mean, you're, out of you're only making me think that i i can't say bond wins this i can't I, 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 I will like bond. walk off of this episode if bond wins my my I, 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 there's no way bond you're uh, with me right uh, my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could get rid of him <laughs> uh no my, my original thought was like you know he's james bond like he and he's got a gun and wesley only has a sword mm-hmm. so and they're in the jungle uh bond can put enough distance between the two of them uh that he can find some place because you know he's he's an excellent marksman bond is i i mean like like but does uh, yes bond and he does intend he's supposed to be a marksman to shoot a uh, sniper and well, that doesn't kill him like that's well, the whole movie unfolds because he doesn't kill dabo at the beginning like he's supposed to right yeah. okay well well see that was my original thought was that bond's gonna be smart enough to put some distance between them find uh, uh like climb a tree or some shit and and find yeah. a bandage point. He's the only one and, with a gun. Wesley and use his regular old gun to shoot him. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, to shoot him in the face and kill him. Um, it is it is hard to say that the guy with the gun won't won't beat the guy with the sword. Um, but I, I can't think of anything. Some 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 of it is because I'm not that familiar with this bond. Yeah, yeah but, but we're also we're in a jungle scenario here where you can set traps, you can set. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and, Wesley, and I think this is Wes, what Wesley's going to do. Wesley's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, much more clever, and and yeah. um, and if it comes into a war of wits, I mean, he outsmarts Wallace Shawn. That's true. So and that's uh, yeah. inconceivable. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, so so yeah, I think I I, I feel like. Like the bond that you're describing is going to be ineffectual with that gun. Yeah, yeah I just uh, which which drops no the advantage and uh, and gives mm-hmm. Wesley the upper hand and Wesley's uh, boundlessly more clever. So I think he takes it. Yeah, yep. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Three for three. Yep. All right. Yep. Do we want to squeeze one more in, or do well, we want to we wait for do, next week? Uh, we oh, we've got that other shit. Yeah, screw and, it. Uh, we'll do it uh, next week. All right. So mm. that's been Hero Swap. Yep. And we're going to end on our uh, our new segment that we are going to continue to end on where we recast a film. That's right. Uh, in three different ways. In a terrible way, which I did. Mm-hmm. In a Hollywood way. 
Which I did. Which case? Which did? I'm factoring in, by the way. I may have gone a little too uh, uh, in depth, but I, I'm factoring in for budget as well because I think oh, if yeah. this movie that's, is uh, made, no, no, yeah, that's good. If you're gonna you're gonna play executive, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think if this movie is made, they make it as cheaply as they possibly sure. can. Yeah, and Greg did uh, what, how it could hopefully be hopefully good. be good. Yeah. yeah. So, which order do you guys want to go? <clears throat> Uh, well, I feel like mine is the most boring because mine is the way Hollywood might do it. So right. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. What do you got? All right. Well, um, I think. Oh, for anyone who doesn't know the movie, Better Off Dead. Oh, yeah. John Cusack. It's from 1985. It is without question one of my favorite movies of all time. Me one of the best too. movies of one all time. Yeah. Uh, written and directed by uh, the Savage. bizarre Savage Steve Holland. Savage Steve Holland. Um, and it's about uh, Lane Meyer, who is a high school student who gets his heart broken. Um, and he uh, desires to be a skier, but he's not very good and mm. lacks the confidence. He has a best friend who's a total weirdo. Um, yeah. There's a teacher who then dates his ex-girlfriend, yeah. too. And, <laughs> Super uh, wacky. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically it's about uh, being insecure and having a heartbroken in high school yeah. and winning a ski race. Yeah. <laughs> As we all did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. So, uh, or, or do you want to go around and do, do Character by one? character? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's so. do that. All right. Who's, all right. who's your Lloyd Meyer? My, uh, Lane Meyer, my sorry. Lane Meyer. Uh, yeah. um, my, so your Lane Meyer. Wiener man? All of the... Uh, <laughs> All of the money, I think, is going into their uh, to their Lane Meyer, and I think that they go with Aaron Johnson from uh, from Kick Ass. Right. Oh. Um, I think he's got that sort of wholesome young kid look. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that he's proven that he can be clever and, mm-hmm. and handle that kind of thing from from the movie Kick Ass. I think they go with Aaron Johnson. Right on. That's funny. I actually looked at him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next with uh, how I think it would be good. I, I eventually got frustrated with trying to cast Lane Meyer because I was like, I could do Who's this better than Cusack. It, totally, and I was yeah. like, but the only one who can get like the weird kind of subtle humor, like th- this. If this was 2000, I could do this no problem because I would go with Jason Schwartzman. Uh, yeah, no question, he'd good be call. a great Lane Meyer. So I went, I I kind of went a little easy here. I decided to go with Michael Sarah. Okay, just for yeah. age appropriate, but he can play the awkwardness, and I yeah. think he's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's great. So I went Sarah. All right. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> I I was trying to pick the worst uh, Better Off Dead remake as I could. Mm-hmm. So for the main character, uh, I chose Robert Pattinson. <laughs> oh God, that's so horrible. Because, uh, yeah, because he what is this way, movie needs to be is boring. He is way too pretty boy. I imagine he's not funny in any way. No. And he's a vampire. And uh, <laughs> he's literally a vampire. <laughs> So that, that was my pick. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. All right. Nice. So do we so, want to do uh, uh, Monique? Yep. Uh, absolutely. The, love, the, the, the second love interest. Ex- French exchange shows, student living yeah. across the street. Yeah. Uh, what I did with this, because uh, they're updating an old movie, uh, I don't think that Hollywood really cares about the French that much anymore. This is I true. Think, uh, but I think the, uh, the uh, Latina... Market Ooh. is uh, uh, is much more uh, profitable for Hollywood, uh-huh. uh, and I found the like uh, basically I just found a Latina actress. Uh, her name is Alyssa Diaz. Um, it, she was in shit. I forget now. Um, uh, I think I found her from uh, from looking up that because I think she's in the the. Um, what? Come on, buddy. Come on. Do you need me Red to look Dawn. Up? I think she's in, in, oh. in the new Red Dawn. Do you need Dawn. me to look it up? Uh, yeah, you want to? Okay. Or I'm no. doing it. So, uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, she's she's little and cute and, and fresh-faced, but uh, Alyssa Diaz. Yeah, there she is. She was in, uh, yeah, she was in Shark Knight 3D. Okay. So she's going to be cheap. Uh-huh. Um, but she's cute, and she's going to have that, uh, uh, she's going to have that Latina market. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I went with Brie Larson. 
from uh, United States of Terra oh. and uh, 21 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she's really good. I liked her on uh, United States of Terra quite a bit. She's a good actress and she's funny. So there you go. Sweet. And, um, and age appropriate. I originally had a. I originally had two picks because I couldn't. I didn't know how detached from reality I wanted to get. <laughs> and uh, Casey uh, told me I should detach from reality. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Jenna Malone because I don't. I, I don't hate her, but I just think that she's not right for the part. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but my my gut my gut that I said that I my the first thing I wrote down was a young Sofia Coppola as seen in Godfather Three. <laughs> <laughs> she's terrible. In uh, Amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, next the, up, we'll go. Uh, I, I figure Beth, or do we want to? Yeah, let's do Beth, the, uh, the, the the heartbreaker. Yeah. Oh um, shit! I didn't even do her. Yeah. She's uh she's kind of a, a slim blonde girl. Yeah. And I was trying to go through slim blonde girls in my mind, and um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm doing a lot of. I spent a long time on that <laughs> with a couple of breaks. A judging. <laughs> Nothing about that money made sense. Bit? Yeah, <laughs> I, money. I don't even know how. Yeah, yeah. I took a couple breaks and then I'm making 40 bucks. And, um, and moved to Brooklyn again. Yeah, <laughs> for a short time. <laughs> this took me a long time to compile this list, you guys. Um, but uh, uh. I'm, I'm doing a lot of uh, casting from TV in this one. Okay. And I don't know what her name is, nor did I care to look her up. But the blonde girl from Two Broke Girls, I think, looks enough. Okay. Uh, uh, like oh, character sure. Yeah, okay. That it would be her. All right. I went with uh, Olivia Thoroughby. Oh, that's great. Yep. I think she's pretty good. She oh, could, yeah. She could play a bitch. Um, yeah, she could play a, uh, a heartbreaker. Yeah. yeah. I'll just say just some random model girl that can't act. I don't know. I didn't pick anyone for this. I forgot. I think that's basically right. what I said. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Curtis Armstrong role. Uh, uh, yes. yes. Charles. Charles DeMar. Uh, yeah. Curtis Armstrong is best known to people from uh, playing Booger. Booger. Yeah. And uh, Revenge of the Nerds. I love him. He's awesome. He's and and he's, he was 31 years old when yeah. he played high school <laughs> student Charles DeMar. Yeah. Yep. Who do you got? Drug crazed. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I went uh, on this one. Um, uh, I think they're going to spend a little bit of money on this because I think this guy's just going to be blowing up uh, uh, right at the time this movie comes out. Josh Gad. I had Josh. Gad. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I went with uh, just a different angle a little bit, but I figured I, you know, I can I can pick somebody a bit older to be a high school student too. I went with uh, Aziz Ansari. Oh, oh, yeah. that's uh, that's an excellent choice. That is a yeah. good choice. I think yeah. I think that'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty um, pretty good. I was like, okay, Curtis Armstrong is really funny in this movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Who do great. I not think is funny? <laughs> <laughs> in every, oh God, it's in, me. In every way. So uh, uh, in my version, Daniel Tosh will be playing. <laughs> Charles Dumar. <laughs> you know what's weird is that that could have been on my list too. Like, I could oh my see them god! Doing that. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, do you want to do uh, he, he, his brother now? The young. The young I, brother? I didn't do the brother because okay. I'm like he, it's just I only a kid. Did it because he did it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, we don't need to do that. No, but you should say Badger. yours, and I'll say mine. Yeah. Yeah, Badger. I had. Uh, um, uh, I think his name is Nolan Gould, uh, the young uh, kid from Modern Family. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I picked YouTube sensation Fred. Uh, he speaks in a high-pitched, fast <laughs> voice and is one of the most annoying characters ever. All right. I have right. not seen that, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm happy I'm not. Um, let's see. So I also did, uh, I did well, for the, for the dad, Yeah. I went with Chris Parnell. Oh, nice. Oh, man. Uh, for the mom, I went with John C- Joan Cusack to oh, you know, sure, sure. Keep, keep it in the Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the creepy teacher who dates... Beth, yeah. I went with Bill Hader. Nice. 
And uh, for the 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 guy across the street that the exchange students living with the uh, the big the big fat guy uh, yeah Ricky Ricky mm-hmm. um, I went with uh, uh, extra performer extraordinary Jesse Hyman because oh. he, he looks a lot yeah. like him he's actually like in his thirties but he still looks like he's in high school yeah, and he's this, that kid this that's guy, in everything right he's in yeah, everything. everything he's the best extra ever and that, Ricky no. doesn't talk you, so yeah. get in there kiddo there's, there's a YouTube video of it it's basically just this kid who's been an extra in like. Like every TV show, movie, mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. All right, that. Uh, yeah. uh, do you want to go in? Uh, oh, sure. sorry, and just I'll finish. Oh, we'll just get through this fast. Yeah. The uh, two dollars. Oh, I didn't. Boy. Yeah. I switched genders and made it Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, okay, for the parents, <laughs> awesome. uh, uh, I'm going. I, I I cast a lot from TV here. For the parents, uh, uh, Al. For the dad, uh, I I got Kelsey Grammer. Nice. Uh, because he's got that sort of pompous yeah. Yeah, that David Augustus Styers has. Yeah. Uh, for the mom, I'm trying to think of a weird, a weird sitcom mom who could play that kind of weirdness. So I, I went Deborah Jo Rupp. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, for her, um, who else am I missing here? Oh yeah, uh, for for Ricky, I went uh, the other kid from Modern Family, yeah. the fat kid. Because <laughs> I was like, they just want to find a fat kid. And yeah, he's, yeah. He's a fat kid who tries to be funny. And uh, for Yi and Chen, I've got uh, Bobby Lee and Glenn from Walking Dead. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, the rest of my list is uh, Ricky. I have Kevin James dressed as a kid. <laughs> uh, for the mom. No, sorry. For the dad, I have John Travolta. Oh, and for no, the mom, I have dual role John yeah. Travolta in drag as the mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I love it. Ah, yeah. Genius. And uh, that's my list. Right. So instead of having the uh, sport, I didn't recast the sportscasters, but uh, instead of it being people who do a Howard Cosell, because no one knows who that is anymore, yeah. it'll be a John Madden voice. Yeah. All right. I got gotcha. you. All right. So uh, let's, we're we're going to get a movie rich little doing John from Madden. The, no, gonna, it'll be Frank Caliendo, I guess. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we're going to pull a movie for next week. For next week, we are doing, what we got here? Armageddon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> so, so who does what, then? Uh, we rotate it, so I'm stupid, you're good, and you're Hollywood. All right. All right. So I, Casey, I am good. <laughs> yeah, and I am, <laughs> I'm doing the bat in this. And, yeah. and we, we got Hollywood Dan Hollywood. Gorman. Hollywood and we got Gorman. stupid Greg LeGrand. <laughs> All right. So that's been episode 25. Uh, check us out on Twitter at, at SYNWPC and on Facebook.com slash SYNWPC. Anything else? No. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm tired. Goodbye. Goodbye, Internet. Internet. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.